You are tuned in to Awaken Radio with Connie Chapman. To listen to more episodes, go to ConnieChapman.com or subscribe on iTunes. Hi everyone, this is Connie and welcome to episode two of Awaken Radio. Before we get started on today's episode, I just want to say a very big thank you to everyone for all of your support and feedback. Uh, I've received beautiful comments and, and feedback from everyone who's listened to last week's episode with Monica Cade and we had so much fun on that episode and it's so nice to hear that people are getting so much value from, from these episodes. So I'm so excited to bring another beautiful one to you today. So today I'm going to be chatting with Claire O'Bead, who happens to also be a dear friend of mine. I know some phenomenal women. I'm very, very blessed. She is the founder of The Wellness Project. She's a holistic health coach, yoga teacher, writer and blogger. But she says she really sees herself as a soul-centered wellness advocate living her dream. Isn't that beautiful? Claire truly feels that we are what we eat, think, feel, breathe and do. And she encourages individuals to respect the breath, the body, and the mind. Through the Wellness Project blog, her e-course, e-book, virtual coaching practice, and speaking gigs, Claire passionately shares health, wellness, and the truth that we can all live and breathe and be in balance, true happiness and perfect health, free from limiting self-beliefs, health issues, emotional turmoil, poor self-esteem, and stress. Wow, isn't that so beautiful? Um, you can connect with Claire at thewellnessproject.net.au if you want to find out um, more about her. And you're going to be getting to hear quite a bit from Claire in today's episode, uh, which I'll bring her on the line in just a moment. But before I do, I just wanted to give you a quick little overview of, of what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be diving into the concept of surrender and talking about the art of surrender. And we decided to break this down into three separate episodes because it's quite a in-depth topic and we wanted to dive really deeply into it to really flesh it out and to give you practical a practical understanding of, of this concept of surrender and how you can really live this in your own life. So before I start talking about it too much, I'm going to bring Claire onto the line and then we can dive into the, today's beautiful episode and really discuss this topic. So let me see if I can get Claire on here. Hello, Claire. How are you? Hi, Connie. I'm great. Thank you. How are you? <laughs> good, good. It's so nice to have you here. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much. I've got this huge smile on my face. I'm just so excited. <laughs> So excited to be doing this with you. You know, I'm so the same. Every time I come on here, I'm just beaming the entire time. And I think it's because I, I get to have such beautiful women. And you're someone that I admire, that I call a friend, and that um, I absolutely adore. So I'm so thrilled to have you here. And that is so beautiful. And the feeling is more than mutual. <laughs> and it's actually quite difficult to talk because I'm <laughs> smiling so much. <laughs> I, I, my, my facial muscles are just like, whoa, so I kind of need to, you know, tone it down a little. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm glad you're as excited as I am. Cool. So um, before I brought you on the line, I was just giving everyone a little a really quick overview that we were going to be 
discussing surrender and diving quite deep into this concept that we're going to be breaking it down over three separate episodes because we both feel quite passionately mm-hmm. about this concept. And um, and I know I haven't actually mentioned to the listeners yet, but that you wrote a, an ebook on this topic recently. And I love the fact that the topic of, well, the title of that ebook is Get Out of Your Own Way, 17 Ways to Surrender for Your Best Life. And I'd actually really love to start there because, I mean, there's so much we're going to be talking about. And today, I think we're going to start by just sort of demystifying this concept of surrender and talking about it a bit more and and understanding maybe the opposite of it as well, you know, where we're not living in surrender. But I'm just curious, you know, when you chose that title for your book and you started off by saying, get out of your own way, how, I mean, I have my own feeling about what that means, but what was the kind of feeling behind that about how surrender and this concept of getting out of your own way, how they're connected? Mm, really good question. I guess I guess it comes from my initial experience a few years back with doing exactly the opposite to surrender in every single moment of my life. And in retrospect, I look back at the past, say, 10 years, and I realized that I was standing in my own way in almost every single moment of my life. And I would come up with these amazing ideas as to what I'd like to do with myself or my life or what path I would like to go down to. But something would be blocking me, some sort of feeling of fear or frustration or you know, anxiety or, or a whole host of other different limiting beliefs. And in the end, I would kind of cling on to that sort of stuff or I would attach to the idea that I had to control what I was thinking of or what I was trying to do. And in the end, what I did was basically just build a brick wall in front of me. So rather than moving forward and stepping into a life that I really do deserve to live, and this applies to everybody, I was actually just blocking myself the whole way and I was creating barricade after barricade. So for me, the idea of surrender is is very much about stepping into a space of trust so that you can actually pull down those bricks, that brick wall, and you actually get out of your own way. You kind of, um, I guess I call it your your ego or your, your second mean girl sort of space. You can push her aside so that you can actually move forward in your life. So for me, that's kind of where that came from. Mm. You know, that surrender is integral to living a life that you deserve and a life that you want. Because mm. I know we spoke about this. I remember when um, you were first telling me about your ebook, and when you were talking about this concept, it just resonated so deeply mm. with me. And I just remember feeling like we need to talk about this more because it's almost as though non-surrender is just the way we live. It's just the way you do things, right? We kind of, we push and we try to make things happen. And I mean, for me personally, I've spent years, you know, really uh, getting very caught up in my own way of doing things, being very set and attached to the outcome that I want and trying to go for it. And, and I come from a background of being very immersed in personal development, all of that you know, achieving goals. And it was just this real, for me, I lived in a very strong energy space of push and force, trying to make things mm. happen if, and not paying attention to any of the signs I was receiving, just like, no, nah, it's my way or the highway. And um, that, that's what kind of came up for me as well when you were talking about getting in your own way, which is when um, it, it's kind of the opposite to being open and receptive and listening and flowing. It's kind of this very narrow, restricted way of of living. And it's 
I think as you just touched on with trust, I think it almost comes from a place of fear, this fear of, well, I'm afraid this won't happen or I'm afraid it won't work out if I just kind of let go. Exactly. You know, you said something at the very beginning of that, which, you know, we all live naturally in this space that's opposite to surrender. And it's no fault of anybody's, but that's kind of the society. That's kind of the way that we've been nurtured from a very young age. It's kind of like push hard, control, hold on really tightly, do everything that you can to make this thing happen, to focus on your agendas and to attach to the outcomes. So it's no wonder that that's how we live every single moment of our day because we've been told that that's the only way to get what we want. The problem for me is that we're no longer coming from a space of intuition and really completely knowing that this is the right thing for me because I feel it as opposed to this is the right thing because I've been told I should have it. So for me, there's kind of a little bit of a disconnect there between you know, how we live and why we live that way. And surrender mm-hmm. for me is, is the, the, I guess it's an attitude, it's not really a tool, but it's the, the attitude towards starting to change that way of thinking and feeling and coming to a very different space, which is exciting love, to me. And I love that you mentioned intuition because I really feel when I, if I was to break down surrender to what I truly feel it is, I feel it's surrendering to uh your inner guidance, that deeper part of you that um, is that you're connected to at all times if you're willing to let go of everything that's blocking you from connecting with it, which means mm-hmm. often having to let go of that control and having to let go of knowing how things are going to unfold and surrendering to, you know, I mentioned this with Monica last week. I, I said sort of this concept of handing over the reins, which I think mm-hmm. sounds a little bit dramatic, but it's, you realize how much everything can work out when you are willing to maybe let go of your way a little bit and take that that time to tune inwards and hear your inner voice, which will then like lead you forward. But you you have to surrender to get there. Is that, is that mm. kind of right? Hundred percent. I'm in great. I'm nodding the whole time. <laughs> mm. Definitely. And I think that um, you, you said a moment ago that. Oh, oh, wow, that's amazing. The thought just flew out of my head. See, there you go. That's been in the flow. <laughs> <laughs> I love when that happens. I know. What? Am I talking? I don't know what happened then. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the, the idea of, of intuition is such an interesting one to me because I can't tell you how many times I speak to clients and they say to me, yeah, yeah, I know it will all work out if I just trust. But the thing is we know how to say those words. We all know how to intellectually pull those words together and say them out loud. But the difference is actually is actually living it. And that's that's the challenge, you know, the 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 yielding, you know, you said a second ago about handing over the reins. And people are afraid to do that because the word surrender linguistically kind of sort of means, you know, just completely giving up and handing over what you've got to somebody else and laying down your arms and not trying anymore. So you know, it's an interesting word because it kind of brings up a little bit of fear as well. But really what we're looking for is to just uh, open up to the truth and to trust and to be intuitive and to believe that that's actually stronger than the energy of effort and trying. And I think mm. once we kind of start to believe that, then it, um, we can live it and then everything starts to change. Your intuition is your compass, your guide point. It's amazing. Mm. It's incredible. I love that. That's that's really, really beautiful. 
So in terms of living this, because that is a little bit what we're starting to kind of touch on, and I'm sure we'll dive into it more in future episodes, but living this way of surrender, um, mm. which we're talking about as well is involved in living with your intuition and living in this space of trust. But, I mean, if we were to talk about some examples from our own lives, I mean, for me personally in my business, there's a constant learning for me around surrender because I think with business, you can get very much taught to plan and know exactly what's going to happen and forecast things and have a strategy behind everything that you do. And the times that I've been in my business, and people can relate this to career or anything, anytime you're kind of maybe going out and doing what you love, um, I've anytime I've got into that space of yeah, getting in my head about it, getting very attached to the outcome I want to um, create, I then come in, a, come in with a real energy of control, right? I've got to mm-hmm. make this happen. I get very fixated in my mind of how I think that needs to happen. <laughs> and this has really tripped me up a lot in my business. And I think for, to, to live from surrender, it's about starting to notice when something is working and when it's not, and then being willing to take a step back when you recognize your way isn't working. And and for a while, so sometimes there, I will push for a while before I start to recognize, you know, <laughs> this isn't working. Either nothing is flowing, um, things are falling apart, I'm physically getting run down, you know, you see, I start picking up on the signs. And the times that I've sort of clicked into the opposite is when I've been willing to stop almost just put everything down and say almost like, okay, there must be another way. I'm willing to see this differently. I'm willing to receive some guidance around this. I'm willing to maybe completely let this project go because it no longer feels right. I'm willing to just do this because I love it, even if it's not going to be received the way that I want. So for me, it's that's my constant practice is the difference mm. between, um, it's almost like, yeah, I, I say it is almost as like the difference between my way and and the divine way, the way that I'm actually being called to go. Does that kind mm. of resonate with you? Have you had a similar experience? A hundred percent. Yeah, I, I I'm actually in the middle of that experience right now from a business perspective, mm-hmm. and <laughs> I've blogged about it quite a few times. And the irony is not lost to me that I'm in the middle of um, envisioning or bringing to life a project, an e-course around surrender, but of mm-hmm. course. I'm pushing it too much and I'm controlling it too much because my agendas and my desires and my outcomes are starting to creep in. So I've actually done exactly what you've described. I've been able to identify this opposite energy of surrender coming through and this attachment. And I started to just take a really big step back and just as much as it's hard to do, completely park this project for the moment. Just let it sit there kind of collecting dust in the corner until maybe the intuition comes back to me. Mm-hmm. And I think what's really key about what you said is the process of identifying the opposite of surrender. It's like you can't actually start living surrender until you've started to notice where in your life you're doing the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that, that feeling of um, you're trying to create something. And you really, really want it. But for some reason, every time you put some focus or energy towards it, it just feels like it's stuck or it's not coming into fruition the way that you want. But what do you do? You keep pushing. And you keep trying to add more layers to it. Or you seek out other people to help you along that way. It's those moments that you kind of need to stop and go, okay, wow, 
this doesn't feel right and my feelings are the most important thing here and I should be guided by those feelings. Mm. So am I strong enough to step away? Because you, you do have to tap into strength for surrender. Mm. It's not an easy thing to do. It's easy to keep pushing because that feels more comfortable. Mm. So, so for me, it's control. very... You feel in control when you're pushing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You feel like you're in control. Like, okay, maybe this doesn't, you know, feel so awesome or it's not so spot on, but I, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. It's like, you know, I've got, I've got lots of clients who will openly admit to me that they hate running. They can't stand it. And I said, well, why do you do it? They're like, well, well, because if I run, I'll lose weight. And if I run, I'll have legs like that girl that I saw at the gym. And my question always is, does it feel good? If it doesn't feel good, if it doesn't feel intuitive in your body, then drop it. Find something else that feels right. Move into a space of um, trust that your body knows what it needs and let go of those agendas and those outcomes, which is to lose weight and to look a certain way. And actually just channel into more what's intuitively right for you. And again, dropping that control, that attachment, that resistance, and ultimately the fear, because everything we do seems to come from this space of fear. If I don't run, I won't look like that. I'm afraid I won't be loved if I don't look like that. So this is going really deep really quickly, sorry. <laughs> no, it's perfect. You know what, as you were talking, I just I just wrote a little note on my uh, notepad saying love versus fear because I realized that's what I wanted to talk about and you actually just touched mm. on it perfectly. So I think that's a really beautiful difference, you know, for people to start to, because I mean, this whole journey requires self-awareness. It requires the ability to start to sense and notice what's going on inside of you rather than just getting all caught up in the head and just going gung-ho is actually taking those moments to step back and feel and notice, you know, is this is this flowing? Is this feeling intuitively right for me? Does this feel good to me? And um, when you touched on fear, I think using those two different energies as a way to determine where you're coming from with anything that you're doing and to notice when you're caught up in, in this control and, and trying to make things happen, you're often coming from that space of fear and not wanting to let go because you're afraid. Not, you know, and often coming into, well, if I don't do that, what will happen? You know, if I don't go for that run, will I put on weight? Or if I don't launch this business, will I still make money? I mean, launch this product, sorry, will I still make money? And, and then noticing the difference of when you come from love, which is that's, when you're staying connected to that feeling of love and you're doing something because of love, it flows and you're, um, you're, it's not about how it's received or what's unfolding. It's just about the moment-by-moment -moment process of doing it. And it's almost surrendering to that energy of love and letting that guide you and being willing to notice when you're in fear and release and let go of those, those things that are coming from fear. Totally. So uh, love is the most powerful energy that we have. And I know there's probably some people listening right now thinking, okay, cool, I get it, but how do I love? You know, that's obviously part of another call, but we, we can get to that. But I think that what you just said is spot on. Just can keep noticing that energy of fear and keep reminding yourself, can I come from love here? Can I maybe invite a little bit of love into the situation? And over time, that starts to evolve and grow and change. Now, I just remembered a quote that I've actually put in my ebook that I want to read out to you spot on to what you just mm. read, if that's okay. Mm. It's yeah, okay. Marianne Williamson's quote, and it says, 
Something happens when we surrender and just love. We melt into another world, a realm of power already within us. The world changes when we change. The world softens when we soften. The world loves us when we choose to love the world. And I think that just completely summed up everything that you just said. Mm. You know, it's, it's surrender and love, they come hand in hand because to surrender, you have to love yourself. And then from that love, so much beautiful, lovely goodness comes from that. Mm. I'm smiling again. <laughs> I've been smiling the whole time. And I think, you know, particularly, I'm sure my episodes, we're going to be talking about love a lot because it, it's, a, it's mm-hmm. the most important energy. But again, as you said, it, it's a concept that people are like, well, what does that mean, you know, love? But even if it's just to notice the different energy in your body, because I know you break this down quite a bit in your ebook that, that the opposite of surrender is quite a contracted, forceful, tight, closed, energy whereas surrender is open and receptive and accepting and soft and expansive so I mean that's really the contrasting energy of love and fear as well so even the the practice of just noticing what each decision or each action what feeling that creates in your body whether you use the term love or fear or not you know that could even be a starting point for some people Mm, I think that's a really awesome point just becoming uh in tune with your energy, you know, and that takes starting to disconnect just a little bit from your headspace, just for a couple of minutes each day so that you can feel what's in your body, so that you can mm-hmm. notice, am I feeling contracted or am I feeling open? Am I feeling closed and tight or am I feeling free and light? That rhymed. <laughs> but, you know, sorry, still because coming out. But I think that... Um, but I think that's, that's a really great place to start. And if, if I think back to my 10-year journey with surrender, which just so everyone knows, I didn't know I was in the middle of a journey of surrender when I was in it. And I'm still in the middle of a journey of surrender. I don't think it will ever end, thank God, because I love that. But um, if I look back to the last 10 years, I realized that unconsciously I was starting to understand what love was by hitting rock bottom more than once, by ending up with my face in the dirt, by being in situations that completely broke me. And I'm definitely not telling everybody to go out and seek those situations. But as you said to me once, all those moments are growing pains. And it's the the focus and the realization and the awareness out of those moments when the real beauty happens, when we start to grow. So in those moments when I wasn't in the space of surrender, it's after it when things started to shift or change or when I became aware of what was really going on that I learned, okay, wow, that space wasn't helping me. But this energy started to make a difference. This focus started to make a difference. So over the years, I've started to check in much quicker when I'm in a space opposite to surrender and invite surrender in much quicker, invite love in much quicker. It's like the doors and the windows are wide open every time it happens. It's like, okay, cool, guys, come on in, help me out here. So I think it's, yeah. it's a slow process, but it's a good process. And I love what you said then because what came to me when you are talking was about surrendering to what is because I think that's another aspect of surrender is that when you're in those moments, for example, and I've had them as well where you get to like rock bottom or just everything's crumbling and you're like, I'm working so hard, I'm trying so hard and nothing is working out. I've just got to, I've just got to let go. That's all I can do. 
and and when you have those moments I think I think it's sometimes there can be the judgment around those experiences of this is a bad thing or even when everything is crumbling it's that feeling of something's gone wrong what's happening and I think a big part of surrender is surrendering to what is so in any moment whatever you're experiencing whether you are in this just experience of everything crumbling or whether you are feeling some discomfort in your body or in a space of fear it's just to me that the word surrender is like an allowing just an acceptance of this is what's happening in this moment and I can either fight with this and resist this and and create a war in myself or I can just surrender to this experience and let it be what it is and just trust that it's part of whatever process I'm going through at the moment. Mm, perfect. While you were saying that, I just I had a memory from my own past which I'd like to share, which was mm. um, a few years ago when a, a friend sadly committed suicide. And I remember uh, the, the, the journey through that after his death, and there was quite a big group of us that were friends with him. And everybody obviously reacted to his death in very different ways. And I'm by no means not saying that I wasn't traumatized by it. It affected me for quite some time. But I remember having a conversation with my sister and she said to me, if you really believe that everything is just energy, then focus on him as an energy and surrender to what has happened. Completely accept that that was his decision and it's done. And from that space of surrender, maybe you start to move into a space of pure acceptance and, and love for that person and for that situation. And I remember really... Uh, allowing myself to just be okay with all the different emotions that came up through his through his death but then also reminding myself that it is just what it is i could sit here and bury myself in this grief or i could completely accept that this has happened and send him love and happiness and beautiful good vibes for wherever that soul is now and just allow it to be what it is and to be okay with what it is you know and that's quite a really big example but it's probably the most profound ex ex experience of surrender that I've ever had in my life to be able to be okay with somebody taking their own life. So mm -hmm. it's, it is very much about I feel fear in this moment, I feel sadness, I feel grief. I'm not going to squash it down. I'm not going to try and control it back into a little box and bury it. I'm going to feel it first and that's surrender. It's It's here. I can't get rid of it. I can't push it away. And maybe once you surrender, it starts to dissipate a little. It starts to soften. It starts to change and melt back into this universal energy and everything kind of comes back to this beautiful neutral space. Mm. So I think that's a spot-on place to take surrender. It is what it is. Because mm. mm. yeah. I think that's where the yeah the opposite of surrender comes from is when you're resisting that experience and then either trying to change it or control it or, or get something different happening and it's um yeah so gosh just surrendering to the feeling surrendering mm -hmm. to the emotion is so powerful and i know we're, we're both both doing work around this type of stuff at the moment is really just all that stuff that you feel and and it's allowing yourself to feel it without yeah, any judgment whatsoever on that experience. And this can be in anything that plays out in your life, whether it's in a relationship or a career or your relationship with your body. Um, I think even as I just talk about it, there's just this feeling of kind of softness that comes 
I think mm. it just does, it does, it, allowing yourself to feel it softens everything and it softens the experience of life and you, you create these, these cracks where you then allow other stuff to come in to support you. But if you're constantly kind of got this barrier around you, not letting yourself feel or let, letting yourself see any other way, there's no way for any other um, higher guidance or, or support to come in and, and guide you through that experience. That's 100% right. I think that's beautiful. What a really nice way to bring it to life. And, you know, I think, mm. I think something in what you said just a moment ago is that sometimes surrender doesn't have to be about the big stuff. It can be about the really small everyday things as well. It's like everybody has moments throughout their day when they're in a car driving stuck behind the slowest driver on the planet or mm. having a discussion that turns into an argument with a colleague. We all get kind of directly pushed into this space of I can change this if I control this or I can make this better for myself if I push this. You know, even arguing with your partner or a friend. Sometimes surrender is about kind of, it's a space that I'm in actually helping the situation. Am I getting something negative out of this? And the usual answer is yes. So all you have to do in that moment is just press pause. Ask yourself, how could I actually just come at this from a slightly different perspective? And then unpause and see what happens. And what you might see is that the situation unfolds completely differently. Maybe the driver in front of you that was driving really slowly all of a sudden takes a right-hand turn and you're no longer stuck behind them. Maybe that argument that you were in and you're pushing on, somehow that person starts to see your perspective or maybe the argument just ends without any you know, issues coming out of it. So I think surrender is also really important from a, a normal day-to-day -day perspective as well. Just checking in and, and asking yourself if this energy of control and attachment and fear is actually helping you or helping that other person. Mm. At, least, at least that's what I, I try love and that. use. <laughs> I try to use this on a daily basis. Surrender. No, I Surrender. love that. I I think that I think that gives it a really nice tangible kind of understanding for people to see that it isn't like, you know, some of the examples we've been talking about about these big moments where everything crumbles. It is a a moment-to-moment -moment practice of seeing where you're coming from in each moment and are you resisting or can you surrender a little more to that experience or what's going on. And the, the thing that came up for me when you were talking was so much of this need to be right all the time and even if we're driving behind that slow driver, making them wrong and saying, you should be driving faster, I'm doing the right thing, why aren't you? Or in that argument, you know, making someone else wrong and I think in, the, in that, that moment-to-moment -moment practice of surrender is just like sometimes being willing to let that go and just, um, yeah, be with whatever's happening without you having to place a judgment and make it wrong and then make yourself right or, um, yeah, I, I don't know how else to mm. articulate that, but it is that I think that awareness moment-to-moment -moment is one of the most powerful ways to practice surrender. Yeah, and I think you hit the nail on the head when you said this idea that we think that we're all right. You know, going back to that driving situation, people think that the road was built specifically for them <laughs> and their car. It wasn't. <laughs> and and I, think, I think surrender is an attitude, and that attitude is something that filters through into you and other people, but it's got to start with you. It's got to start with the idea that everything that happens in your life, mostly everything that happens in your life, is connected to you. You've built that. You've created that. You've manifested that. 
So that person driving in front of you is just doing their thing. But the anger and the frustration that you feel is because of the attitude that you have cultivated inside of you. So there's continuous circumstances in life on a daily basis that are going to challenge you. You can't change any of that, no matter how right you think you are. But you can actually change your attitude and surrender into a very different perspective. And it's that, that perspective shift, that surrender transformation that actually will make you probably never notice the slow drivers in front of you ever again because your attitude and your focus is somewhere else. You know, and you're doing the inner work so that your outer world is different for you. Mm. I think that you said that so well. I think that's absolutely perfect. And to be able to notice those moments where we're not in a space of surrender or where we're resisting or getting upset to then notice them as a little signpost that perhaps we need to have a little look inward and check in with where's our mindset at? What, how are we, what's our self-talk going on here? How are we making that person wrong? Or how are we bring a, bringing a judgment to this situation and actually take responsibility because rather than pointing the finger at everyone else is to say, well, okay, I've created this. So how am mm. I contributing to this situation in this moment? That's easy, isn't it? Pointing the finger to someone mm. else. That's the easy <laughs> yeah. part. God, we could all do that yeah. with our eyes closed. Standing on our I head, think we like, all do it all the time. It's what creates all the time. in our world. Yeah. All the time. And, you know, it's really interesting, you know, as you know, working with clients one-on-one is, you know, you'll have these beautiful sessions with clients where they're moving quite deeply. And then every now and then a client has a session where they just need to download and winch. And that's awesome. But at the end of that session, my question to them often is, who are you pointing the finger at? Who are you laying blame for here? You know, why, why is your energy towards other people thinking that they're the ones that have caused the problem? Mm-hmm. And it's then in that space where we can start to go, okay, wait a minute, I have contributed. As much as I don't want to admit it because it scares me that I'm wrong, I have contributed and I actually therefore can make a positive change here. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and surrender is all, all threaded through that because you firstly you have to surrender to the truth that you did contribute or that you aren't right which is just embarrassing for most people. (laughs) Who doesn't want to be right? Mm. You know, and I used to be really, really argumentative and really confrontational, and I used to pride myself on that. I used to think that was a great way to be. You know, I was the girl that people would send off to, you know, the restaurant manager if they charged us wrong so I could pick a fight. Mm. You know, and it's taken me a long time to realize that was just me, again, standing in my own way and, Mm. and using energy that wasn't quite um, helpful to me or to any other situation because I just Mm. didn't want to be wrong. And again, Mm. I think that's a whole other talk too. (laughs) It is. And um, this is just actually such a beautiful way to end because we're going to have to leave it here because unfortunately we've run out of time. But I just know how much you and I can just talk about this forever, which is why we're we're having a three-part series on this topic because there really is, we've already started to go so deep into this today and there really are so many more layers and also practical ways that we can be sharing with people to really start to live this as well. So, um it's been this has been such a phenomenal conversation and um I've so enjoyed talking about this with you. So thank you so much. Pleasure. I'm still smiling all over, so thank you so much for the opportunity. <laughs> I can't wait for the next two. It's just so yeah. awesome to dig deep into this topic. It's just incredible. I feel yeah. honored that I'm part of this with you, so thank you so much. 
Oh, my absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Um, it's been so beautiful to talk about this. So we will um, have to leave it here for today, but we will be having our um, part two of this chat very soon. And I can't wait to talk about this topic with you a little bit more. Awesome. Thank you so much, Connie. My pleasure. We have a beautiful day. And thank you to everyone who's been listening. And I look forward to speaking to you again next time on Awaken Radio. Thank you so much and goodbye.